to a world where everyone and their sister has a podcast comes another one. Join us weekly as we explore the dark back alleys of irreverence and the spider-infested corners of nerdkind. This is the Irreverent Nerd Podcast. Hello, fellow nerds. So, I am sitting here in my bedroom, or actually I'm standing at the moment. I will be sitting in just a second. I'm sitting here with a plate of cage-free, it's cage-free, free-range, free-range roasted chicken. Um, It's delicious, trust me. And I am thinking about the upcoming Batman movie. I apologize for this episode being a day late. It's been a crazy week. Um, So yeah, but I do want to do my best to to get these out every Wednesday. So apologies for this one being a day late. But I wanted to get it recorded before I actually go to see the film tonight because today's episode is about my thoughts on Robert Pattinson as the Batman and whether I think he'll do a good job. So I'm going to jump right in because this is a quick one. I got a lot of things I need to do today, so this is going to be maybe a 10-minute episode. Um, but there'll be more content coming tomorrow because my friend Will Will and I are going to see the movie tonight. Uh, he's who I spoke about last week, my nerd friend. <laughs> and then we go to see all the the new like comic book-related superhero movies, etc. So we're going to go see it tonight, and then we're going to do a quick, probably maybe 10-15 minute um, kind of instant reaction review of the Batman. We might do a, a deep dive podcast on it at a later date, um, but for tonight, it's probably just going to be a quick, maybe 15 minute review, you know, our, our instant reactions to the movie. So I'm looking forward to that. It's the first joint podcast episode I've, I've done with a friend. So hopefully the audio will turn out well. I've got like these... I bought it for the purpose of doing interviews, but this is more of a joint podcast episode. It's not really an interview. You know, we're both contributing, but I have these two lapel mics that you can plug in um, to the same, like, Y connector and hook up to the device that I use to record these with. Anyway, enough techie stuff. Um, <laughs> let's get into it. So, Robert Pattinson. When I first heard that he was cast as the Batman, I... Initially, I had a little bit of doubt. I was like, not not because I think he's a bad actor. I actually think he's a good actor. It's more of like I, I had a hard time initially seeing him as a fit for the role. But the more I've thought about it since then, I'm like, and obviously after seeing the trailers come out, I'm like, I'm more hopeful. I'm like, I think he's going to pull it off. And I'll share a few reasons why. Um, one reason I don't think... One reason that does not contribute to me thinking he's going to pull it off is the Twilight series. <laughs> some of the most, frankly, some of the most boring movies I've ever watched. I, I kind of wish I could have those hours of my life back. Um, I've spent time on worse content. You know, it's not like it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's not. Um, anyone who's viewed The Last Airbender by M. Night Shyamalan, that was worse than the Twilight movies, arguably. Not going to go there today. Anyway, so 
that's not a reason why I think he'll do a good job. But I liked him as Cedric, said, sorry, Cedric Diggory. It's easier if I do it in a British accent. Cedric Diggory, um, in the Harry Potter film that he was in, he did a good job. That's kind of his first big movie, as I understand it. And obviously, Twilight then exploded him onto the acting scene, and that's how he became a household name, if you will. Uh, he has since, as I understand it, expressed regret about ever taking that role. However, it has opened up doors for him um, to do things that he cares more about. And he's chosen quite a few independent films in in the years since he put the teeth away, <laughs> or the fangs, or whatever. Um, I've seen some of them, uh, but not all. There's there's a few, I think, uh, hard, is it hard times? Like, he, he plays someone who is a thief who has a, a brother with uh, some type of, of mental or learning disability. I don't remember the details, but I've heard critics rave about that one. I think it's Good Times. I believe that's the name of it. I've not seen that yet. Um, intend to it at some point. Uh, also, a more recent venture of his into black and white filmmaking was The Lighthouse, uh, basically a two-man show, him and William Defoe. I've heard critics that I respect speak very highly of, of his performance in that role. Um, but I haven't been ready to see that one just yet. There's there's some pretty vulnerable, edgy stuff in it from what I've heard, including a masturbation scene. Yeah, so i got to be in the right mindset <laughs> to take that on. Maybe I'll just skip that scene, you know. But I've heard good things about the movie, so I think I will view it at some point. Haven't seen those two yet. Um but he's received a lot of, you know, positive reviews on both. Uh, one independent film I have seen of his is uh, Cosmopolis. Uh, I don't remember a lot about it, to be honest with you. And I, I can't say that his performance really grabbed me. But then I I'm not a David Cronenberg fan. Like, what I have seen of, you know, now that I think about it, that might be the only David Cronenberg film I've ever seen. Now that I think about it. Yeah, just the type of movies that Cronenberg decides to make are not particularly appealing to me. Like, he had this one from the 80s called Videodrome that I've I've listened to a podcast review of, and I'm like, that's enough for me. I don't ever need to see that. Uh, the Fly with Jeff Goldblum, I, I don't have any particular desire to see that. Maybe someday, but I'm not eager to view that. So I'm not a huge Cronenberg fan, just what I know of his work. And I wasn't... Th- wasn't overly impressed with Cosmopolis, but he did play like kind of a wealthy socialite type character who had some, who's edgy, I guess. Um, so it could be that that's part of what contributed to him landing the role of, you know, Bruce Wayne slash Batman. I don't know. I can't say what Matt Reeves thinking was on casting Pattinson, but that might've been a factor. Uh, but another independent film I saw him in, and this I really did like his performance in this, and that is, um, oh, dang it. The name is escaping me right now. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up because it's going to bug me. Something with Z in the title. It was him and Charlie Hunnam, if memory serves me, was the other actor in this. I think it was Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, the guy, the guy from... Um, that show with Ron Perlman, you know, the bikers. Uh, dang, my brain's not working today. Apologies, friends. 
But anyway, I remember what the film was about. So it's these these two men go into the Amazon and they are hunting this fabled lost city of gold. Lost City of Z. That's the name of the movie, The Lost City of Z. Uh, it was put out by Amazon Studios, uh, I think two or three years ago, something like that. And Pattinson in that, like, he's in quite a bit of makeup. Like, he has a, like, his hair is dyed, uh, like, kind of like ginger red. And he has a fake beard. Unless he grew his beard out and they dyed it. Either way, he has a ginger beard. Um, but he did a really good job in that performance. I could barely tell it was him if I hadn't seen his name in the credits or on IMDb wherever it was I saw it at first if I hadn't seen that like I would have known I don't know that I would have noticed that it was him like he kind of disappeared into that role and it was an excellent performance um had a, a good level of, of nuance to it now another obviously not independent film but independent at heart in some ways because that's kind of how uh Christopher Nolan works but very different role than what I had seen Robert Pattinson in before and that is Tenet. There he plays a character that has more self-confidence um Edward not a lot of self-confidence in the Twilight movies just very internal seems to lack some of that um which maybe that's what his character was supposed to be I've never read the books I don't know um but yeah like I enjoyed Pattinson's role in Tenet as well. It, it was a good, it was a solid effort by Chris Nolan. Not my favorite Nolan movie, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And, um, and yeah, and Robert Pattinson turned in a very solid performance in that as well. Uh, and it's a fairly serious movie. Uh, definitely has, you know, some action in it, you know, which he gets involved in. Uh, I think it might have been the first, I mean, unless you count a little bit of the vampire stuff in Twilight the first film in which he's done any significant kind of action work. There's a little bit in The Lost City of Z, but it's more of like trekking through the jungle, carrying a rifle kind of stuff. Whereas Tenet was like, you know, repelling off a building, you know, shit like that. Um, so he got a little bit of taste of, of doing some action in a, basically, you know, a blockbuster film, or at least, um, you know, the pandemic certainly affected the total box office numbers for that film, but it was enjoyable. So all that to say, like, I have enjoyed, with the exception of Twilight, which that's not necessarily Robert's fault, it's just, I don't like those movies. Uh, I don't think he does either, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, I have enjoyed him in the roles that I have seen him in, with the exception of Twilight. So, he's a good actor, in my opinion. And I've, I've listened to him in interviews, he seems to be humble person like has a has a good attitude um seems to have a good head on his shoulders about how he approaches things and with the exception of of one scene with the riddler where he's like what have you done like that one didn't really work for me didn't feel the pathos there and, and it seems to be a little bit of a ripoff of a christian bale scene with with heath ledger didn't quite work for me but that's just in the trailer so in the context of the movie it might i don't know We'll wait and see. So, I have not given you anything profound, you know, in, you know, in terms of like a film critic's perspective on why Robert Pattinson is going to do a good job as the Batman. No, that's just yeah. I think he'll do well, um, and I'm excited because it's Batman. But also the trailers got me excited. I'm glad finally getting a a decent Riddler movie 
I can almost guarantee like with with like 99.999% certainty that Ritter in this is going to be so much better than Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh my oh my god. Jim Carrey I love Jim Carrey, but and he was definitely trying to channel and I don't remember the actor's name, but the actor from the 1960s Batman movie which as I understand it was kind of the tone that Joel Schumacher was going for, the director Joel Schumacher doesn't oh yeah Batman Forever don't get me started (laughs) it wasn't as bad as Batman and Robin I couldn't even finish Batman and Robin like when they started pulling out the bat skates I'm sorry I turned it off (laughs) actually I'm not sorry I turned that off I could not finish it I'm like bat skates what the fuck sorry no Mm -mm. no thank you I'm good I turned it off Never have gone back and revisited it. Maybe someday, just for fun, it'll be to, probably to make fun of it. That could be enjoyable. Like, watch it just to see, like, how bad it really was and make fun of it. That might actually make for a fun episode. Like, you know, you know, Batman and Robin. Worst movie ever. No. <laughs> worst Batman movie ever, definitely. Um, like, even the 1960s one. I mean, because it was... It pulled off the campy. Joel Schumacher... It's like he was trying to to walk the line between the more serious tone-ish, anyway, that Tim Burton had struck with the first two Batman films, while also bringing in the campiness of the 1960s TV show. Didn't work, especially with Batman and Robin. Batman Forever had its moments. Um, Val Kilmer wasn't too bad, but yeah, Batman and Robin, ugh, no thank you. Now, a Riddler I did really like, and once again I'm going back to Batman the Animated Series, I really liked, and I need to look up his name, the actor's name, but I really liked the portrayal of the Riddler in the Batman the Animated Series. Like, it took his character very seriously, like, like it captured kind of the, the nerdy, insecure side, but when he becomes his alter ego of the Riddler, he gains confidence, he, he's devious, he's intelligent, you you get the feeling that he's a formidable adversary to Batman. I really enjoyed the betrayal of, of the Riddler. So I'm hoping... And Paul Dano is a good actor. He's someone that I have enjoyed in many roles. Um, if you haven't seen... Oh, shit. What's the name of that one? He's in with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And um, my brain is not pulling stuff out too easily today. Looper. Looper. If, if you haven't seen Looper check it out and Dano like he does a lot of supporting roles like um, he's not really typically not a headliner Um, he did have this (laughs) weird movie I've seen part of it I I haven't finished it yet but um, it's entertaining uh, what I have seen but a Swiss army man with Daniel Radcliffe where he develops a relationship Radcliffe plays a animated corpse (laughs) that somehow develops a relationship with Paul Dano I'm sure there's something metaphorical going on there I haven't seen the whole film yet um, the trailer is hilarious. Like it's one of the most hilarious and unexpected trailers I've ever seen. It's brilliant because of that, <laughs> and maybe the movie is too. I, I didn't get a chance to finish it, but like <laughs> one of the most hilarious trailers ever made. I bet they had f- so much fun making that movie. Anyway, I like Paul Dano. Like I've enjoyed him in in more serious films like Looper. Uh, that one's a little more silly slash serious it's sort of like a dramedy I think in my impression of Swiss Army Man but I expect he will do well in the role of the Riddler 
He's a, he's a solid actor. Has a has a, a good repertoire. And then, uh, yeah, like Zoe Kravitz, who, who plays Catwoman. You know, um, I've liked her in most of the things I've seen her in. For the most part, I think probably the one that has the most promise for me in terms of her ability to pull off a good performance for Catwoman um, was this uh, I think it's called Big Big Little Lies I think it was on HBO and uh, I, I, I didn't finish the thing but just her performance was, was solid I was like I saw some range from her that I hadn't seen before so I think she's got the chops and of course Andy Serkis as Alfred I mean Andy Serkis is, is great so I think he's going to knock that out of the park as well and then Colin Farrell as the Penguin what I've seen already I, I like um, I think he yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited. But we'll see how I feel after I see it, because uh, we're going to do instant reactions, and that episode will come out tomorrow. Uh, this one will post today before I go to see it. So, fellow nerds, I hope you enjoy it. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of the Reverend Nerd Podcast. Join me next week as I continue my discussions about the Batman universe. I will review Tim Burton's Batman from 1989. That's my plan for next week's episode. I'm going to take the time to view it on Blu-ray on a brand new you know, 55-inch 4K TV that I just got. I'm going to try to enjoy it in all its glory. I think my first time I saw it, I watched it on a laptop. So I'm going to enjoy it closer to its theatrical glory and give you guys a review next week. Uh, In between, there will be a bonus episode where my friend and I review the Batman. So keep on the lookout for that. 